Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Possibility Podcast. I am Mel Schwartz, your host, your thought provocateur. I have spent over several decades practicing psychotherapy, writing books, articles, helping people to think differently about their lives and their experiences, most of all, bringing possibilities into your lives. possibility we're going to be discussing today is curiosity. I have seen a frightening loss of curiosity in our lives and in our culture since the time I was a child. My childhood was full of curiosity, but in the ensuing decades, I've seen such an inclination for more data, more information, less wonder, and less curiosity. So let's take a look at the consequences of the loss of curiosity. If we could value curiosity over knowledge, or at least make it the equal of knowledge, curiosity leads to insights. It leads to an engagement with life, a greater awareness of myself, a greater understanding and knowing of you, of the other. Pure knowledge, really, what is knowledge? Knowledge is what we consensually agree upon as facts, but very often they're due to the curiosities and insights of those who came before us. If we're not curious, we're going to stop creating new knowledge. Let's look at Einstein. Einstein famously was lying on his couch, picturing a little man racing the speed of light. And out of that curiosity, out of that imagination, was born the theory of relativity. Einstein famously said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Imagination and curiosity are two differing aspects of the same thing. If we're not curious, we don't sum it up imagination. But imagination isn't just fancy. It's not just surreal. It's about a deeper engagement with life, with who I am, with who you are, with possibilities. Possibilities require curiosity. In our relationship with others, we often end up arguing about facts, who's right and who's wrong. I learned some time ago to ask a simple question rather than argue the fact, was to ask, how did you come to that belief? Now, it wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't a technique. I truly wanted to understand how what they are calling a fact I needed to look at as a belief. How did you come to that belief? The answer might be, I always knew that. That's what my parents taught me. My friends all believe that. That's what I read. You know, algorithms today do much more on technology than focus us on what to read and focus us on what to purchase, algorithms destroy our curiosity because they don't open us up to other considerations. In terms of the journey of our own self, how did I become who I am? How did I come to think of myself the way I think of myself? Who am I? That sounds like we're looking for facts and information. How would I like to experience myself? 
How would I like to experience my life? Curiosity. Curiosity is very much the opposite of analyzing. Looking at data and analyzing predictability, certainty, knowledge base. You know, when we approach life that way, our own personal lives become like a conveyor belt. We graduate college. We think about the future, what decisions we'll make, career, jobs, relationships, marriage. And we're off on the conveyor belt of life. And we only end up reacting to events, crises, arguments, loss of a job offer of a better job. That's all fine and well. But you see, we become passive and reactive to life rather than fully engaged with it. As many of you as as longtime listeners may know, I only came to this position of being able to speak with you about such matters because half a lifetime ago, I engaged curiosity. I engaged wonder. Driving home to my house from my office, Having been in business, I had curiosity, which is, what if I did something different? What if I engaged myself in my life in an entirely new way? What would it look like? How could I experience my life with more excitement, curiosity, wonder, and earn a living or a good living at it? So I wondered, what if? What if, not in a fearful way, what if? in a curious way, in a positive way. And my life began to unfold where I began to feel like the director of my life. It wasn't happening to me. I wasn't passive. Curiosity is creative. Wouldn't you like to be the creator of your own life, your own life story? To do that, you have to engage curiosity. Let's just take a look at how curiosity impacts our relationships. Hopefully, most of us, most of you, have had the experience of falling in love. Falling in love is steeped in wondering curiosity. You feel something. There's this engagement. There's this sense of oneness. But you don't fully know each other yet. But you're so curious. That curiosity makes your passions fervent. It makes you present in the moment. But all too soon in relationships, we start to think we know it all. We lose curiosity. And guess what happens to our relationships? We know all too well. Certainty and predictability take over. Doesn't need to be that way. In relationships, romantic relationships, family relationships, friendships, work relationships, It's so essentially important to be curious, to ask what someone is thinking or feeling or why they said what they said. There's something that I call shared meaning. We use words and we assume the words mean the same thing to both of us. I can assure you very often they don't. And so meaning gets misconstrued. I witness this all the time as I hear people talking, and I don't just mean professionally. In a room, listening to friends talking, it becomes apparent to me that they're actually talking about two different things, even though they think they're talking about the same thing. The word means something different to each of them. 
Shared meaning is about curiosity. Slow down and ask, what is that word? What does that expression mean to you? I want to make sure it means the same thing to me. We need to be able to start to wonder together. Two people wondering together, curious together, are alive and creative. Emotional intimacy, which we read and hear so much about, requires curiosity. If we think we're just going to download the words like we are a computer without curiosity, it's not going to work. You see, that isn't intimate. Intimacy is asking more and more, not in a prosecutorial way, but in a way of wanting to know. Wanting to know as much as I can know about you, provoking your curiosity and mine so we can both dig in and rethink something and open up to looking at it a different way, kind of as an artist would do, painting their canvas or sculpting their sculpture or a writer writing a book. We can bring that engagement and curiosity into our lives. Curiosity is not fearful or judgmental. Curiosity is not fearful or judgmental. It's not offering a damning judgment. It's a curiosity about wanting to know. There are times when in therapy, I am working with someone, typically a younger person, perhaps an adolescent, and I may ask a question and the response may be, I don't want to talk about it. I learn to become curious and say, well, you don't have to talk about it. But could you tell me what would make you uncomfortable talking about it? That's actually more important than the it that you don't want to talk about. Recently, a parent was uh, complaining to me and upset that one of their children was consistently lying to them. Of course, typically we'd say, don't lie to me. It's not right. You shouldn't lie to me. But there was an unasked question. Could you tell me why you lied to me? We might assume it's fear, I'll get into trouble, it's this, it's that, I'm concerned about what you might think of me, but we need to get underneath the symptoms and have curiosity. A lack of curiosity blocks what it means to be fully alive. As a culture, as a people, we are becoming stagnated by data dumps, but no curiosity, or very little. It's a loss of engagement, a loss of an act of spiraling up of involvement with life, with reality, with people. You know, we read books, we go to movies, we watch sporting events. As many of you have heard me say, or you've read my book, The Possibility Principle, we're all looking to embrace uncertainty, but out there, not in our own lives. We're curious as to what will happen out there, but we don't have the same curiosity in our own lives. And that sadly deadens us. Depression looks like a loss of curiosity and wonder, a loss of real engagement with life. I don't come across people who are both depressed and full of curiosity and wonder and awe. Now, children at play, at least several decades ago, or in my childhood, children at play had curiosity and wonder, trying to figure things out, 
playing with things, engineering things. Children don't get free playtime much anymore. At least by a terribly young age, free play is gone. And we schedule our children with scheduled events in their lives. There's a loss of curiosity. There's a loss of wonder. Too much parenting. This is very damaging. And let's just look at education. In school, we teach knowledge. We teach what is. We don't teach curiosity. How often in the classroom does someone's hand go up out of curiosity? It may go up out of not understanding the answer, trying to get the correct answer. No curiosity. Could you imagine a student in the classroom saying, if the history books were written by the vanquished, by the culture that lost, instead of written by the victors, how different would the history books look? Curious question, isn't it? So curiosity allows us to engage life in a very active way rather than in the way in which we stagnate. So our relationship with self stagnates. Our relationship with each other stagnates. Cultures stagnate. Not only due to, but very primarily due to a loss of curiosity and loss of wonder. Watch experts on TV or online or in books. They are offering expertise on what is, but are they asking new questions? When we can ask a new question that does not have an immediate answer, that is a wonderful, brilliant thing that is curious. Curiosity makes us present. Curiosity is creative and evolving. It's the wind in the sail of our life. It moves us from a stuck state of being into a process of becoming. What if in a curious, opportunistic way about my own future, my relationship with you, what if we went after this differently? What if every night after dinner, we didn't turn the TV on, we took a walk? What if during our walks or our conversations, we had to experience each other differently? What if we had to ask each other new questions? What if we became playful and came out of the routine that stagnates us? I want you to think about curiosity. Think about summoning it up into your lives. The power of asking questions that have no answers. Answers end our inquiry. Curiosity, questions without answers, are beautiful, wonderful things. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, I greatly appreciate your subscribing to the Possibility Podcast. And if you'd be so kind as to write a review or give me a rating on whatever platform you listen to, that would be wonderful. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have some comments, constructive or critical, please send them to mel at melschwartz.com. Check out my book, The Possibility Principle, which is the companion to this podcast. Until next time, stay well and be curious.